The Word says that Christ comes to heal and restore the brokenhearted. So whatever you have that's holding you back, whatever someone's done to you that you just can't get past, it starts with making a choice to let it go. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I want to talk about something I've never talked about here before. Forgiveness. Now, I think we all know what forgiveness is. But I want to focus not on our receiving of forgiveness, but on our willingness to give it. You see, we've all done wrong, and we've all been wronged. But most of us are better at asking forgiveness for what we've done than forgiving those that have wronged us. And many of us believe that we don't have to consider forgiveness until someone who's done us wrong comes to us and asks for it. But forgiveness should start with us. And it's necessary for us to move past anger and bitterness that comes into our life. And believe it or not, some of us don't know how to forgive. And some of us find it very difficult to forgive. So here are some things that we need to remember about forgiveness. First, forgiveness is a choice. It's not an emotion. It's an act of our will. You don't have to do it. But when you don't, there's consequences. Not forgiving keeps you holding on to anger. Or resentment towards someone and therefore makes you a victim of a situation. The next thing that we want to remember is that one of the greatest misconceptions about forgiveness is the belief that forgiving the offender means you condone the offense. When we forgive, we let the person off the hook. But we don't condone their wrongful act. And in fact, forgiving someone doesn't mean that you have to reconcile with them. Forgiveness is a very personal matter. It's about finding peace over a person and their actions. It's about making a choice and letting it go. I love this saying about forgiveness. You know you've forgiven someone when he or she has harmless passage through your mind. You know you have forgiven someone when he or she has harmless passage through your mind. And finally, we have to remember that forgiveness is a miracle. We know this because our hope, our salvation, our future is based on what Christ did to forgive us for our sins. So when we forgive, we demonstrate a characteristic of Christ. You see, forgiveness isn't just writing off a wrong as if it didn't matter or, was, or that it was no big deal. Forgiveness says, yes, it was a big deal. It was wrong. It mattered and it hurt. But I release it in Jesus' name. And when we acknowledge our hurt and we stop ignoring it, 
then we can make a conscious choice to let it go. That's when the miracle of forgiveness is enacted and healing begins. The word says that Christ comes to heal and restore the brokenhearted. So whatever you have that's holding you back, whatever someone's done to you that you just can't get past, it starts with making a choice to let it go. It's not hard once you take that step. And you have to remember that you'll never forgive anyone as much as God has forgiven you. There's tremendous freedom in your willingness to forgive today. And I think the best way I ever heard it explained was in John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. He said this, Forgiveness is setting a prisoner free and then realizing the prisoner was you. Worry and anxiety are tools of the enemy to distract and defeat us. Coming up next, discover how you can push anxiety aside and find peace in the midst of troubling times. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I have a word for you this morning, especially if you're dealing with not being able to be free. If you're dealing with anxiety and worry in your life, you can do something about it. Actually, the word I have isn't my word. It's a word from the word. And it's in Philippians. It's in chapter 4. The Apostle Paul says this, Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a great word. You know, we live in anxious times. We have so many things thrown at us every day to deal with that can cause worry and can cause stress and anxiety. In fact, there's an old joke where a guy goes to a psychiatrist and he says, Doc, you have to help me. The doctor says, okay, what's the problem? He says, every time I go to sleep, I dream I'm a wigwam or a teepee. 
The doctor said, that's no problem. You're just too tense. So you see, having things that generally cause anxiety and stress really can't be prevented. But here's the thing. For a Christian, anxiety and stress is not allowed to stay. It has to go. Anxiety and stress is a destructive exercise. It's been said that worry and anxiety is just unbelief in disguise. Jesus talked about this subject too. He said this, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And since you can't do this little thing, why do you worry about the rest? This past week, we enjoyed a vacation in the Colorado mountains, and we had a wonderful view of the mountains off the deck of our cabin. And the first day that we were there, we were just sitting out there taking in all the beauty when three beautiful deer and their fawns, I think that's the correct word for baby deer, they appeared making their way down the hill in front of us, headed for the stream down below. And we couldn't take our eyes off of them. And then we realized that to get to the stream, they would have to cross the highway that ran all the way up to the national park. And this time of year, the highway is extremely busy. So when they reached the highway, we were literally gripped with fear that these beautiful creatures would get hit by a car. And frankly, my first thought was, maybe I should get my wife and daughters away from the porch so they couldn't watch a possible tragedy. But we were frozen, and we just watched helplessly. Finally, one deer darted out on the highway, and a truck slammed on his brakes and barely missed her. And then, thankfully, the traffic stopped on both sides so that the rest of the deer could cross the road. And as our high anxiety in the moment turned to relief, I realized that my wife and daughters have been praying out loud for the safety of these beautiful animals. You see, as Christians, when we face circumstances that create fear, anxiety in our life, our spiritual instinct should be to do exactly what they did. The situation was completely out of our hands, but the Word teaches us that nothing is too insignificant that we can't pray to God for. We may not know the outcome of the situation, but we are assured of the peace of God nonetheless. One of the great pioneers of the faith is a 19th century evangelist named George Mueller. In his writings, he said something with great wisdom. He said, The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith, and the beginning of faith is the end of anxiety. So when we face anxiety and we sense anxiety rising up in us, that's just an opportunity for us to display our faith and our trust in God. The Scripture says, by prayer and petition, 
That's turning over our anxiety to him. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Jesus Christ. You know, worry and anxiety is one of the greatest tools of the enemy to distract us and defeat us. But the Word shows us that our faith in God will trump worry and anxiety every time. And God intends for us to use these events in our life to grow and to find peace and joy through Jesus Christ. So no matter what is causing anxiety in your life, worry, stress, depression, when you have to wait those two or three extra days for the test results to come in from the doctor, or your bills are piling up and you just can't see how you're going to pay them, these are the times when you have to let faith rise up in you and push the worry and anxiety aside. Because you have the promise of a peace that transcends all understanding through Jesus Christ. You see, Christ wants us to live for him today, right now. Jesus said, don't be anxious for tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Isn't it great that the best advice in the world comes from the Lord himself? He said, tomorrow will take care of itself. So if you're facing any of these issues today, just open up your heart. Push anxiety and push worry aside and receive from the Lord what he has for you today. And then, don't worry about it. Have you ever made a really bad decision? We all have made mistakes, but thankfully they are not the end of our story. Coming up next, learn how to avoid bad decisions in the future. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I want to talk a minute about making good decisions. And to do that, I first have to tell you about a bad decision that I once made. When I was a boy of 13, I played football. We had a pretty good team, and in the last game of the season... We were marching down the field with just a few minutes left in the game. Now, I was the quarterback, and because we had a two-touchdown lead, the coach called timeout, called me over, and said, Bollinger, 
just keep the ball on the ground and run the clock out. I said, sure thing, coach, and I went back to the huddle. And when I went to call the play, our wide receiver, a boy named Chucky, yeah, his name was Chucky, he said, look, Bobby, this is the last play of the season, and because of my age, this is the last play I'll ever have on this team. It's my last chance to make a touchdown. you got to throw me a pass, please. So I looked over at the coach on the sideline. I looked back at Chucky. I looked back over at the coach at the sideline, and I'm starting to get this look from the coach. I looked back at Chucky. He's saying, please. I then called a pass play into the end zone. When I took the snap from center, I immediately was facing this blitz of rusher. So I turned, and I was running for my life. And right before I was hit and made a mangled mess, I heaved the ball to the very corner of the end zone where Chucky was supposed to be. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this little defensive back for the other team jump up and intercept the pass and begin to run in the other direction. All I could think of at that time was, "Uh uh-oh. I managed to jump up and go after him. I had to stop this disaster in the making. I had one shot at him at the 50-yard line, but when I dived to tackle him, not only did I miss him, but he stepped on my hand and he broke my thumb. And he just kept running and scored a 109-yard touchdown. Later, I learned it was the longest touchdown on record in the state. So I told you that painful story so that we could just agree that I made a bad decision. And is it any wonder? I mean, first, I undermined my authority. Then I took an unnecessary risk. And then I had to live with the humiliation and the consequences of my actions, my broken thumb being one of them. But the thing is, my decision never had a chance for glory because I made it for all the wrong reasons. You know, the Word of God is full of stories of people who made bad decisions, like me. Let's take Jonah, for instance. Lord, the Lord gave Jonah a mission. Go to Nineveh and preach to those heathens over there. But it didn't make sense to Jonah to go to Nineveh. That was a bad and dangerous place. So instead of going to Nineveh, he takes a cruise. But God wasn't through with Jonah just yet. How many know that our bad decisions don't alter what God intends to do? The Word says, My purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Well, you know the rest of the story. Jonah's ship wrecks. He gets swallowed by a fish. I figure just about the time Jonah sees the teeth of that whale is when he said, "Uh Uh-oh. You see, when Jonah decided on his own not to go to Nineveh, his decision never had a chance for glory. Well, thankfully for Jonah and for us, our bad decisions don't have to be the end of us. They can bring us to a place of repentance and restoration 
because of the amazing grace of God. And he can use the circumstances that we get ourselves into to teach us, to grow us, and for us to learn to trust him. Every important decision either has the chance for glory or it doesn't. When we make them impulsively or selfishly or to satisfy our lust or for our ego, those decisions never have a chance. It's kind of like when King David decided that he had to have this girl Bathsheba. I can tell you that decision never had a chance for glory. But when we pray for wisdom and that the outcome that we seek in our decision could only bring honor and integrity to the situation, then the decision always has a chance for glory. Not our glory, but God's. So listen, we're, we're all going to make some bad decisions. But God is faithful. And the word says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your way straight. He will make your way straight. That means he knows our way needs straightening. Our way is not straight. And our own decision-making is one of the reasons that our way gets crooked. But if when we make decisions, we give them a chance for glory, then we'll begin to understand the passage of the Scripture in Isaiah. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Amen. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.